0: Welcome to Thinking Reimagined.
1: Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts-provoking intergenerational dialogue
0: in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change
1: in the global workplace and community.
0: Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity,
1: engagement,
0: collaboration and learning
1: amongst individuals, teams and beyond. Enjoy Enjoy this episode. episode.
0: And subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets.
1: All right, so let me just also welcome everyone. Um, Thinking Reimagined is back at beta, and better, um, and you know, on this episode, interestingly, we are reimagining in Africa, and it's um, it's huge, huge yet to be tapped um, trade potentials. So I want to especially welcome all of our guests. Um, Let let me begin with Mr. Lumide Abdukharim, who is an Entrepreneurial Director of Operations and Business Development. is a co-founder and Chief Operating Officer at um, Africa Sustainable Trade. He's also a partner and co-founder of a couple of other high-profile organizations. I, I might be sharing that with you subsequently. Interestingly, Mr. Abdukarim is a sports lawyer <laughs> with years mm-hmm. of experience of providing legal services in the sports industry. Thank you for joining us on this Thank episode. Thank you
2: for having me Nifemi. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Great. All right. I also have Mr. Yen Kao Egoke, he comes with more than 22 years of experience um, across multiple sectors, including automotive, healthcare and government, is an entrepreneur, sustainable trade advocate, communications expert, and coach. He's also a co-founder of the Africa Sustainable Trade. Mr. Igoke, you're welcome.
3: It's an honor. Thank you for having me.
1: And uh, The usual suspects are here, Peter Amon-Boyo, filmmaker, writer, entrepreneur. Uh, Dr. Ama, Syria entrepreneur with a broad professional portfolio. She's added more feathers to her cup now. <laughs> Educationist, thought leader, behavior and, and um, resilience coach. Uh, Dr. Ama is former chairperson of the British business group Nigeria, and she currently chairs Africa sustainable trade, which she co founds Dr. Ama, what part of the world are you joining us from as a global citizen that you are? <laughs>
0: Well, you know what, perhaps I'm not going to tell you for this moment. Is it important for you to know? The most important thing is I'm a global citizen somewhere in the global sphere doing what I enjoy most. And may I just say that uh, um, Peter Amanboyo is the co-producer and uh, of this podcast. So welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you all
4: and welcome back to the new and improved Thinking Reimagined after six to seven months we're glad to be back and we know this is going to be the beginning of a new phase so we welcome you all back to thinking reimagined
0: thinking reimagined changing the world i'm so excited to be here with um, my co-founders i i really must be honest i'm wearing multiple hats today co-hosting but at the same time sharing a very exciting Um, venture that we've just begun. Well, it began a few months ago, but now we really just thrust it out there because it is very pertinent. Um, I mean, where do we start? The question I get asked very often is why Africa's sustainable trade? You know, why is it now? And the reality is that there's so much untapped um, potential on the African continent. And this is very critical time for us in terms of trade and investment and um, development. Um, You know, very often people refer to Africa as a young continent. And in reality, we know that it's the oldest inhabited continent, but you look at the population of Africa and the average age is 19. I mean, over 60%, I believe, is under age 25. So there is vast potential here in terms of the youth, the opportunities for innovation and growth of the continent. And then you think about the UN report on the la- uh, the least developed countries in the world, and they list forty four, and out of those 44, 33 are on the African continent. And you begin to realize that on a continent where there is vast resources, from minerals to um, people. Land, there's a sluggish reach to be part of the global economy. So we at Africa Sustainable Trade feel that it is time for us to accentuate the opportunities on the continent to improve inter and intra trade on from from the African continent. Let me share some figures with you. Only fourteen percent of trade on this continent is intra. Intertrade on the African continent is at 14%. In Europe, it's 60%. In the Americas, it's 40%. In Asia, it's 30%. And so it's time for us to address what we must do to improve investment opportunities. We're done with receiving aid on this continent. It's time to let people know that we're part of the global economic makeup and Africa will participate. And Africa will be the continent that people come to, and they continue to come to, because of the opportunities here. So I'm going to pass it on to um, one of my co-founders to share a little bit about what our intentions are.
2: Okay, I think I'll go first, then Ika will will. round it up. I'm very excited to be here. I always like to start with a story. Um, our journey started from just a simple conversation. Um, you know, we met with the big fosters in the UK here during our our several um our you know, several meetings and, and this the discussion was how can Africa help? Everybody was aware of, of Ukraine and Russia, how the shelves in the UK were going empty. And the question was, is Africa, is Africa able to help? And we said, yes, of course not. And they said, okay, these are the requirements. Is it doable? Is it sustainable? And then we started the conversation. And while we were doing our research, you know, we discovered that you know, the richest people in the US are the farmers and the poorest people in Africa are the farmers. It just doesn't make sense. And there we started a conversation and try to implement sustainability in everything we're trying to do from the farming, to agriculture, to trade, to manufacturing, to textile, trying to get the message across that if we implement this, not only will it improve you know, the profit, but to improve the lot of the African the African businesses. And like we always say, um, one of the greatest, Issues or challenges we have in Africa is that everybody is existing on its own. You know, we're operating as silos. We are not coming together, you know, to work as one. Like my, you know, my colleague Andy Oyinka always says, it's easier to fly from Lagos to London than to get from Lagos to Accra. It just doesn't make sense. And these are the things that are driving us. How are we going to improve? The lot of the because we have everything that it takes on the continent. We don't need to go anywhere. We don't need any aid, just like Dr. Ama said, everything is available here, but we are not making use of our resources. And that is the reason why AST was established to push the African agenda forward under sustainability.
3: It's it's hard going last because both of you have really taken the, the force of what I'm gonna say, right? Because um I mean, let me just reiterate, right, so I love that Dr. Armagh's question is, is what everyone asks is why, why Africa sustainable trade, right, and if I put it in perspective, our why is, is, is very simple, yet powerful, right, it's our belief that we need to unlock the immense potential of Africa, right, And unlocking means that we know that it has a huge, vast, sustainable future. We know that it it, it is rife with natural resources, with innovative minds, as as Dr. Ami alluded to, the the, the young, vibrant culture that we have. So we all know, it's common knowledge that Africa holds unparalleled opportunities for for growth and development, right? Now, with my entrepreneurial hat, just, just taking this as a business model, yeah? Any business that that I'm looking to go to, first of all, I say, what is the market size? How big is that market? Yeah? Because before you even take into consideration what the market is, you have to know how big it is. Now, to, to, to look at some facts, Africa's middle-class population, right, is projected to reach 1.1 billion by 2060. Okay? 1.1 billion, which would make it the largest continent or the, 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 the most populated continent on the planet. So imagine consumers one point, imagine you leave 1.1 billion consumers, right? Moreover, but by 2050, Africa's population is expected to double. So we're already a, a populous uh, continent, but by 2050, it's, 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 it's going to double. So when we put these basic demographics in context, then we start peeling down and saying, well, how do we harness these opportunities? Dr. Amos spoke about inter-Africa trade, which sits at 14% compared to the rest. I think the, 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 the least of them is Asia, which is 30%. If we increase inter, inter-Africa trade by just 1%, we're talking about adding $70 billion, right? So imagine what it looks like that we can push that to, to another 10%, $700 billion right? So when you think about sustainability and think of trade, where else should we be trading with? Okay. Um, So when we think now of inter-Africa trade, as I say, charity begins at home, right? We need to be collaborating more. We need to look at how we within the continent can be doing better business with each other, right? And at the same time, we should be doing more international. So when you combine that, what we really are, our why with what, our what is, how do we create an ecosystem that takes the farmer in Kaduna, whose Kaduna, for example, or Nigeria, for example, is the largest producer of ginger globally, or sorry, second largest producer of ginger, something like 3% gets exported. So we all know the the, the benefits of, of of ginger on our, on on our health, and and we know that it there, 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 there is a shortage of, of of food globally. So how do we get the farmer in Kaduna to the shelves in Tesco's? That's an ecosystem that is is also a very easy problem statement, right? How do we get that ginger from the farm in all different forms, from the process to the the, the organic, right, to the shelves in England, which gives us a foreign exchange, but also opens up the market? That's what we're here to do. We're here to look at that value chain, that supply chain. How can we make sure that everyone is singing from the same hymn sheet? Because ultimately it's not actually just about africa it's about the world we we know that with covid it affected a small part in 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 china and affected us globally so we're truly in a global place and i think the time is now and what we want to be what we are stand for is is collaboration 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 let's get the young minds let's get the policy makers let's get the creatives the afrobeats that is also flying the African flag let's bring that all in to tell the narrative to tell the story um, and that's what that that's what we're here to do so as Africa sustainable trade it's both a an organization it, it 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 is it's a membership it is bringing the entire ecosystem we want to break down silos we want to bring Africa having one voice we want to make sure we have a louder voice we understand the different intricacies of, of 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 Africa's different social economic dynamic versus the global sustainability. So we want to be that bridge that bridges that and really provide a prosperous future for, for, for everyone concerned.
0: I was just going to add very quickly to what Yinka has mentioned is that it's very important for us to build capacity I mean in as much as we want to increase trade and all of that and investment and increase the interest in Africa we want to change the narrative because very often we're looked at as a continent where people come and to to give aid to you know it's like they've turned the continent into a continent of beggars and the reality is that the, the capacity Needs to be created, and you've got a youthful population, you've got an innovative co- population, and how people survive on a daily basis on this continent is mind boggling. But if they can do that and they can show the breadth of things that they can export, it, it will be um, incredible for the growth of this continent. There's so much import onto the continent as opposed to export. And yet there is very little even going on within the continent itself the biggest export that africa has right now and you can speak about nigeria is the people the people are leaving there's a brain drain but and then people don't even want to be bothered because they can't get you know jobs that will pay them or they're not they're no they're not jobs and there there is no financing for entrepreneurs so it's important that people recognize that for us it's about creating the nexuses on the continent um, yes, there are going to be policies and funds and all of those things that are available, but it needs to come down to the stakeholders, the farmers, the traders, the, the, the young people who, are, who have incredible innovative ideas, the creatives. All of that is what makes this continent so vibrant. By changing the narrative, people will stop referring to Africa as if they're referring to a country. It is a continent. There are 55 countries on this continent, not country. And when they recognize the diversity and the power that's within this continent, then we can begin to export more, not just the people who are going away um, because they're taking their resources, their skill sets elsewhere to heighten what's going on in the other areas of the, of the globe, but because people want to come and connect with us and partner with us. So that is very critical for Africa's sustainable trade. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it would seem that um, you have attempted to answer the question of why. You know, I heard you guys talk about um, Africa's attempt at post-pandemic economic recovery, and um, how that has been significantly hindered by uh, the impact of what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. If you're following the story, for instance, Moscow recently withdrew from a deal that allowed Ukraine to export grain across the Black Sea. And we know what that means for wheat price and you know, indeed the stability of global food prices, particularly for African countries like ours that still rely on importation. But I'm concerned about how. How does the Africa sustainable trade intends to fill this gap? What are you guys doing differently? Are you bringing money to Africa? Are you lending Africa money? Are you going to train Africans about how to take advantage of sustainable um, trade? I know that there's a trade week um, also coming up. Can someone just um, speak to us about how AST is filling this gap?
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm happy. Um, I'm happy to take it. God, so, such a good question, such a loaded question. Um, let, let me give a, let me give a stats that, that will blow you away because I, I wanted to just, just amplify what, what Dr. Hamer said, right? Part of this is, is ultimately about changing the narrative. Africa is a continent, right? So if you're Nigerian, you know that even within Nigeria, right, <laughs> they're completely different cultures, right? And our job is first to make sure that we get the narrative right. Now, The issue of aid in 2019, there was $94 billion that came back on the African continent from Africans or African lovers, whatever, friends of Africans in diaspora, right? 94 billion, that was in 2019. And bear in mind that this is what is recorded by the remittance that we we have records of. Right, So the Western Unions and, and, and all of those, the, the, the obvious, $94 billion, put that in context. Last year, $22 billion went into Nigeria alone. So when we talk about aid or, or when the world talks about aid into Africa, there's no aid that's even a third of that that goes into Africa. When when we talk about, in fact, even investment into Africa, theres there hasn't been a third of that, that that's gone in. Right. So when we say that Africa is truly blessed, it really, really is truly blessed. We need to harness and and part of our mission, really, to to, to now answer your question is to make sure that we get the narrative right. Because if we're going out and also it's up to us as well, because if I'm going out to solicit, right, then I'm at the mercy of my paymaster going to have to dance to their tune whether they have good intention or bad intentions right but if i'm coming with a position of strength that i have all these natural ingredients i have a, 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 an educated young work- workforce right i'm coming to table with 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 opportunities to trade so uh, how we're gonna do this um is one change narrative two, make sure we're collaborating three make sure that everyone is singing from the same hymn sheet. Um, the, the, the trade week in, in, in October, right, um, will be a week long of not just having the conversation, but let's bring in MSMEs, right? We, we know that the dynamic of Africa is a bit different, we know the, dy- the dynamic of Africa is a bit different, where we don't just have small to medium-sized enterprises, we have micro, you know, um, that makes 90% of the commerce. Half of the, the 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 international community or aid or whatever doesn't get to those communities. So by the time we're making legislation and policies and, and all the wonderful things that the the good intentions that people have externally and internally, it doesn't actually go through how we're being different is making sure we bring in the estimates, we bring in the policymakers, we bring in the young people. We make sure we're inclusive because we understand that we have a diverse story and it's not a one size fits all. So the conference in, 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 um, in October is a week long conference where we're bringing in all of those and also the entire ecosystem to have the conversation, but we'll also have a trade board. We'll also look at how can we get more products internationally? How can we deal with each other? How can we trade better with each other? So we we have things like we have straightforward initiatives like the ginger I mentioned, right? It's a straightforward initiative to get it from the farms into the supermarket, right? Which now gives us um, the ability to, to, to produce on three levels. The top level is export because we get dollars for it. The middle level um is is is, is for the higher echelons in Africa who can afford it instead of importing. And then you've got the third level which supplies the rest of the market. So increases capacity, puts out jobs um, for everybody. So those are the levels that, that that's how ultimately we believe that we'll break down these barriers and, 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 and embrace our cultural differences, to take advantage of the opportunities.
0: May I just add very quickly that um, it's not just a conference that we're having in the UK, and there's a reason why we're doing it in the UK, I, I don't know if anyone has mentioned that because for a moment I was off, I mean we are a UK based business. Um, organization, um, we do know that the UK is keen to invest on the African continent, particularly with the Brexit. So they're very keen to do that, and it's a high priority for them. Um, we are going to hold quarterly conversations at Parliament roundtables, where we're going to bring in those policymakers, those business leaders, those corporations, the financiers, name it. And the goal is that that information is then brought back to the continent. We're going to create silos, sorry, we're getting rid of the silos and creating nexuses. Um, So they're going to be nexuses across the African continent. Um, maybe five maybe six but they're going to be hub countries it's almost like an airline where it has hubs and then from the hubs you start to break out that information the goal is that the information that we garner the, the financing whatever is available to make doing business easier which is a huge hurdle on this continent that it gets down to the roots of the people so that they understand for instance you're producing ginger how do you produce the best organic ginger for it to be tradable or to be export, exported, that is very critical. If that information is not sipping down to the farmer who now understands the value of a product that can be exported, then there's not going to be a change in what is being created. So that's very important. So value is important for us, but at the same time, trust. Um, we have to increase the level of trust within this continent amongst ourselves, in our local areas but within the continent that's very critical for improving trade or investment um, on the continent and as you well know the, the policies out there and i think it's actually come through i'm not sure i have to read up on this one again um having a unifying currency that can aid um trade on the continent that's a huge part of what after i've been talking about we need to do that. I mean, look at India and the UAE just signed an agreement where they're going to use rupees to trade. Um, Djibouti and Kenya—they're talking about other ways of being able to trade. Trade is occurring, albeit it's sluggish because the infrastructure is not there. But that's another that's thing that's not built up is the infrastructure. We need better infrastructure. Everything is now done by land or by sea, but if we can increase and improve, you know, aviation, which only represents what I think the African continent, even though 18% of the of the population um, can fly, only 2% of the overall global. So other areas and avenues need to be opened up to make this easier. The ease of doing business has become very critical on this continent. This is the Thinking reimagine podcast
3: sponsored by Allied Empowerment. Allied Empowerment Consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions, brain-based leadership, and coaching. Allied Empowerment empowers business leaders, teams, and individuals to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust, curiosity, psychological safety, engagement, and communication. Allied Empowerment, thriving in a sustainable, and
0: am
2: sorry, Nifemi, if I may just yeah. add to what um, Dr. Amar said, to just um, try and shed some light um, so we can understand what Africa is like. You have to always remember that Africa is, is more MSMEs than the big um, industries and corporations that we have you know, everywhere. So anything we do, we have to remember them. If it's if it's a big, if it's a big um institutions or corporations, they can always trade. They can always they have the resources. But the small SMEs don't have the strength, you know, for the inter-trade or the export. So anytime we're anytime we're talking about Africa, we have to always remember them. Then you also talked about touch about on the issue of um um of funding, which is what we always think about first in Africa. Funding. Are you bringing money? Was it was about? Is it about money? No, it's wrong because if I teach you how to, you know, how to feed yourself, it's better than every day I'm feeding you, which is what we have on the table here. There, are, you know, there are there are tea growers in Nairobi who don't have a market to export. Not the huge, huge companies, but the small SMEs. They can't afford it, so in the long run, they just take their goods and submit it, and they get a discount, you know, you know, value on their products. But guess what? In Nigeria. A, on the same continent we are still ex- we are still importing our tea from you know the US or or the EU and there's a market there and i'm telling you come together as partners there's you know you're leaving all this money on the table and you're looking outside when you have it inside that's what ast is about
1: mm. interesting so I, I understand that there are billions of dollars in remittances that come from places like the UK but when you say that these um summit will hold in London and that you will have key decision makers and, you know, critical organizations. How do you intend to reach out to, uh, stakeholders in Africa, uh, where, you know, the help is coming to you? you've talked about MSMEs and all of that. Now, many of them cannot even afford to fly to London. How do you intend to reach them? You know, how do you intend to also export whatever, uh, gleanings uh, you've made in London back to Africa where it's needed?
0: Well I think I answer that question I, I alluded to it I should say is that it's very important that at, at the end of that conference we're going to spend at the next year creating this nexuses on the continent where we're going to have smaller conferences smaller meetings smaller initiatives we also have our master classes we're going to have workshops we're also going to go through the, um, some workshops where we're going to help certify traders or certified people or or companies so that they can then get access to funds, financial funds as well. So we've just started. Unfortunately, because of the challenge of the infrastructure and aviation, we would love to have this on the African continent, but it's much easier for people to travel from Kenya, from South Africa to London, than for us to try and create this thing right here where everyone can come together on the continent. But we do believe by next year, we'll be able to have a conference here on the continent. I mean, let me tell you a story. A few years ago, we were going from Lagos to Sierra Leone. No, we were going to Liberia. And I felt that I was on a bus because we were on an airline that at every country we stopped on the path. It took us over seven hours just to go from Lagos to Liberia. Would have spent the same time flying off to London. Why? It's because the infrastructure is not there. I want to talk about the youth,
4: because um, as we know, a large ratio of Africa is under 25, as you mentioned. And so I shared um, information about the AST and this podcast with some of the youth, and they asked me a simple question. They said, we're talking about trade, and we know trade is um, exchange of goods and commodities, but when they think about trade, and Africa and globally, they think of Bitcoins. And that. so can you identify what this trading? we've talked about farming, but what other kinds of trades can they get involved in? Because they have to be inclusive in this too because they're the um, next generation. So I just, it was a simple question, but I had to think about it to answer. We're talking about trade. So what can they trade in?
3: I mean, if i may take that um peter it's a very very good question i love i love this um but also before b- before i address that let me just go back to to, to need family's question was we're doing it in london and a lot of the MS- msme's can't afford um to, to 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 even fly to london and um just to really amplify that the the what dr Amos already said that we're going to have nexuses and we're going to have local and regional events right so that's inclusive However, I also want to add. Last year, we brought in November when it was really the, the first time that the Naira went from whatever it was to a thousand, right? We brought in a hundred SMEs, right? Not maybe not a hundred, but most of most of the people we brought in were a hundred SMEs, right? Um, and. We brought them to London and we opened up markets for them. We got them collaborating with each other. So if you make bags, for example, with Adire or Ankara or whatever it is, right? You might have good styling, but maybe your zips are not very good. So what we did is got them to collaborate with each other and say, okay, let's use one supply to get your zips. Let's use one stylist to style. So we, because of necessity, right? As they say, necessity is mother of of, of all inventions. Um, we're able to get people collaborating. There was over two hundred million dollars worth of trade that happened because we now were able to go to the supermarkets. We're now able to go to the fashion houses and saying we've got a consortium of people working together, right? So. It's very important that we understand that we also have to change our narrative in terms of what the obvious is. Now, answer now to answer your question directly, it, it is Africa's sustainable trade. And most people think of trade as the ginger or um, or the cryptocurrencies, but the roots of every travel is trade. The roots of every Every interaction is commerce, ultimately, right? Um, Africa, when we talk about changing the narrative, the biggest trade that's coming out of Africa right now is Afrobeats. It's not seen as trade, but it is trade. The biggest trade um, is that there's a non-tangible where an artist like a Davido or WizKid are not just trading, they're also ambassadors because... That, and I, I say this a lot, there's, there's that five-year-old kid in Siberia somewhere, and I use Siberia because it's a long-lost whatever, right, as um, far out there. There's a five-year-old kid in Siberia who would never think of Africa, typically, right? They'll get on their life and live till, you know, 90 years old and be happy, right? However, that five-year-old kid says, I like this Afrobeat. where's that from? Ah, oh, that's Nigeria oh, right, there's an Afrobeat concert. I'm now 17 and I want to go to see these artists, these Burner Boys and these, I want to go to, I want to go and see them. I, I. I. These are like, you know, he's now educated or she, is now educated about Afrobeats, is now thinking, I want to go to Ghana, I want to go to Nigeria to a concert to hear, right? That's trade, that's bringing in, right? So the young people, a misunderstanding when you look at trade and thinking it's just about trading commodities. We talk about technology today. We talk about AI. What is AI? AI basically is a supercomputer that can chunk a lot of data, right? All of those young ideas, right? Why was Bill Gates in Nigeria? Why was the CEO of ChatGPT, the the ChatGPT that has put AI to the forefront, why are these people in Nigeria? Because they understand the power of the numbers. So going back to the numbers by 2050, Africa is going to be doubled, right? We also, they also understand the power of the youth. So the youth have so many opportunities because they can trade whatever they want to trade. Their ideas are going to make it because simply by share numbers, right? We live in a world of, of, of social media. In my day, uh, when I was in media, it was one to many. We were the magazine or we were the media, we put out information as one and everyone read it and said, right, that's what it is. We're in many to many now. Anyone, (laughs) anyone on their social media platform can put out information. We, We can't even decipher opinions from facts, right? So if you have volume and you have numbers, you're already winning. Because if we are sharing ideas and we're on the continent and we all sing from the same hymn sheet, That means that (laughs) 1.1 billion voices are voting for something to happen. We will soon get rid of the infrastructural problems because we have the numbers. Bill Gates will, Bill Gates and the Chat GPT GPT CEO and all of the innovators and 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 technology are going to say we have to. Uh, It was a few years ago. I think is before COVID that that Zuckerberg from Facebook was also in Nigeria. They understand the numbers. They're building, they will build the infrastructure because they need those numbers, right? 1.1 billion people. So the young people, while it's tough for them right now, they're actually on the precipice of, of greatness because just by sheer numbers, they're going to be moving and trading um a... a, a, a all their ideas all their beauty and they're born into technology so we imagine that again in my time we weren't born into a a mobile phone or the internet where we have all of this um information at at hand um back in the day if you were an actor you had to come from a certain family a certain you know school and all the rest of it today whether you're a musician you're an actor you can get on your YouTube and put yourself out there and you have 1.1 billion people voting for you, you now take over. So that's um probably long, but you you know, probably long answer, but I'd like to give full context to so understand that because the young people are very important for us. We you know they they, they really are our future. And uh, actually to, to also add to me, 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 me famous question. A lot of times I, I I see people say, i mean I've done enough conferences and 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 been to enough conferences and events and 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 people talk about young people, but i they never bring them to the conferences we're bringing them to the conferences we have we have a whole day where we're we're, we're going to the oxford universities we're going to the universities here and doing collaborations with 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 African universities because we want to hear what they have to say. Right. And then we called outsourcing. So in terms of trade, Peter, I think we'll have to take some of this offline because I'll be going forever. But there's an outsourcing opportunity as well, which makes perfect sense. Asia does a lot of outsourcing. Um, Nigeria, I, I talk about it. Kenya, these these are countries that are six, seven hours away with English actually as their first language. Right. Um, so all that outsourcing. Um, Is 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 a huge on-tap market that again we want to look into. So you're right, Mr. We We, we don't
1: stop you'll keep going. We have just about 15 more minutes, (laughs) and I'd like us to squeeze in. Uh, a lot more that figure you mentioned that i've gone up as high as 1.3 billion people and then um, the continent has a potential of a combined gdp of around 3.4 trillion dollars so it's it's a, it's a huge potential that we're talking about here but i want us to explore this interesting angle very quickly and then we'll take questions and also give more details about the trade week before we go african leaders lately have been advocating for what they call a new global financial model where power isn't in the hands of a few. If you follow the Paris summit, um, the Kenya president, William Ruto, had talked about restructuring financial systems and why the resources shouldn't be controlled by World Bank or the IMF. I'm just curious about what the ASD model is to ensure that it doesn't foster this culture of exploitation you know, of Africa by the West.
2: Um, if I may take that um you know, first of all um you have to remember that we're pan-african let's remove the hat that the first event is occurring in the UK and it's occurring in the UK because we're a British based UK company so that's why it's occurring just for um more information we have we have already about two or three. three presidents on the continent who have who have who have also informed us that you know they want to be at the at the conference they want to be at the event not you know not just because you know they want to travel but they feel and understand the meaning of africans need to speak and trade with each other as well as trade with the west we can't abandon the west but we can still increase the trade we are doing intra-africa so we don't have any political agenda as in trying to control the whatever but our our foremost interest is africa And how we can grow the wealth of the continent
1: interesting i like the way you put it so someone is listening to the podcast right now or watching the stream and wants to know how do i you know be a part of this how do i uh, for instance in register with the africa sustainable trade how do i participate in the forthcoming trade week in october uh is this an annual event how long is it going to take who's going to help us with all of those information
3: Um, okay. um, I think the easiest is, is to follow, is to go on our website and register, right? Um, follow our socials because we are, we're doing so many things. We have a masterclass coming up on renewable energy. Um, I'll also say go to our website and download our verticals, which we've used the, the creative acronym. Um, and it gives you all the verticals that we're looking at because we're looking at everything from renewable energy to sustainable fashion, right to circular economy. Um, so I think the first thing is 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 to join us um, on the website and also join our socials as we have new events coming up that will be posted. Um, we have a beautiful masterclass coming up um, on Monday on renewable energy. We've got some really some incredible experts um, who will be coming on to talk about renewable energy and, and, and actually the just transition, because renewable energy is, is again a buzzword, but how does Africa join join that race? It has to do it in its own way that works for Africa and not um, the, the way that it's been um, pushed down our throats at the moment. Mm -hmm. I just want to drive home the, you
1: know, ideology behind sustainable trade, because um, there's a lot of trade taking place within the continent. And I know that you've been an advocate of the need to, you know, uh, get, um, align our practice with the SDGs in the area of creating economic value, you know, not only reducing poverty and inequality, but also preserving um, uh, preservation and reuse of environmental resources and things like that. We, we seem to be miles away from achieving this standard in this part of the world. Uh, talk to us about how AST is coming into play in this, um, in this game.
0: You know, Nifemi, you're absolutely correct, because those standards and that whole entity of the SDGs was created outside of this continent, I don't know how many people of this from this continent were actually involved in it. The reality is that it's a monumental task and you have to break down the ASGs into benchmarks. This is my theory. You can't achieve the ASGs, sorry, the SDGs, I'm mixing all my acronyms on, but you can't achieve the sustainable development goals in the timeframe that's been given, which is 2030. It's impossible you have to break them down into benchmarks and then take on the benchmarks that are doable within your area. So for us, economic growth is important. Decent work is important. Um, we've talked about written investment, empowerment of women and youth is important, education is important, upskilling people so that they're able to participate is very important. Um, understanding the social cohesions that are necessary for people to work and collaborate and engage is important. Partnerships, 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 partnerships. We can actually grow this continent exponentially if we learn to engage and collaborate, but it starts with trust and communication. We have the ease of the English language, the French language, because there's so many languages on this continent. I think there are over 500 and something. I I don't even know how many they are right now. I'm going to actually make that a task for me to understand how many languages, but this unifying languages make it easier for us to communicate and move forward. So it is important for us to be honest about the constraints that we have in place and then to address these constraints one at a time to make it easier for people to achieve what is possible on the continent as individuals, as MSNDs, as corporations, as governments. We're all stakeholders in the progress of this continent. It cannot come together. It cannot materialize. if Each person does not recognize their role and their part to improving the African sustainable.
1: All right ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing Wakanda to the UK in October. It's an um, AST flagship <laughs> event, the African Sustainable Trade Week. And um, from what I've heard, it's about reshaping the narrative of trade in Africa and beyond. So I'm just going to take some final submission from our guests on this podcast, particularly what um, uh, viewers and listeners should be cognizant of we have explored all of the potentials that are resident in Africa. How can we now begin to be a major uh, big player in the midst of it?
0: Can I ask very quickly because we have Antonella here. She joined us if she would like to um, say a word before we go to closing statements, is that okay? um yeah actually i love what you were saying just now dr i've just put a comment as you were saying my name and it is about collaborating it is about working together and trying to see how we can
3: all support each other and make sure that you know we all grow sustainably uh, all over the world. So, and I'm more than interested to kind of learn more and find out how I can support.
1: Absolutely, vanilla Thank you so much for your contribution. Good to see you again. All right. So, yes. uh, Mr. of the Karim and Mr. Yegoki, let's have your uh, our final comments on this discussion.
2: Well, like we, like, you know, our concern, like we've said for the past one hour, is how we're going to increase trade in Africa. We're living so much on the table and uh, we need to break down all the silos we have and connect with each other it's 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 all about partnership we can't do it alone we can only push as much as we can you know the narrative to explore trade and what like we said you know when we say trade it doesn't mean only only tangible goods you know the music like like um you know like Inka said is also part of the is also part of the equation so it's it's to increase wealth and increase you know the you know the sustainability aspect of each of our creatives on the continent. Andy, you want to round up?
3: Okay. Um, I think that you know I think the easiest way to round up is 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 really enforcing our commitment is, is is fueled by by a vision, a desire to shape uh, uh, a a bright and greener future for Africa, right, and the world, right? Because it really is inclusive through our initiatives, masterclasses, um, uh, UK Parliament roundtables, conferences like the AST, which is split between exhibition, um, that's going to hold as many people to showcase the the conferences, the discussions. We really want to empower individuals and organizations that have a global interest. to, to lead the change, we, we, we can be, there is a vision, and we can lead the change in renewable energy as as, 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 as it's, it's responsible, it's no longer just a, a buzzword, it, it's good business, it's good for people, it's good for the environment, it's good for all of us, so um, join us in any way, shape or form, I want everyone to join us because everyone's voice is going to make the tapestry that that Africa is to, 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 to to become Africa sustainable.
0: And I'll just add to that, if I may, that inclusive and sustainable trade, not just empowers Africa, but allows Africa to be on a global exchange with everyone else. And that is very critical for us as Africa sustainable trade. Thank you.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. Peter Amon Boyo, I, I would just love you to talk to us about, um, we're back now, big and better, talk to us about um, what we should expect from thinking and in the coming days.
4: Okay, well, first of all, I'd like to thank all our guests and um, inviting them back because there's really more to talk about. And I hope you guys will come back, ladies and gentlemen will come back and join us because uh, sitting here, I've just learned that the kid in Siberia will take a flight to come to Nigeria to see a concert. And when he comes to Nigeria, he's gonna book a hotel. He's going to go to restaurants, he's going to go shopping. So all that is trading. I didn't see it as that before. And then he goes back and he tells his friends, oh, Nigeria is a great place. So more revenue is coming in. And so I think, you should come back and talk more and teach us more because I myself, I thought I knew everything, but I'm learning. So thank you very much. And also watch Thinking Reimagine because like we said, it's bigger and better. And look at this episode today. This is innovative. This is different from what we've been doing. So watch Thinking Reimagines and all those watching on Facebook and YouTube, please follow us, share, comment, follow AST, Africa Sustainable there um social medias and their websites so thank you guys and i ladies and gentlemen i keep saying guys um hope to see you back here again indeed thank you peter Abanboyo. thank you to Antonella
1: ragona for joining uh this conversation as well dr ama andy oyegoke olumide abdukareem uh, thank you so much for your thoughts that's uh, our uh, sure. show, <laughs> that's this episode on Thinking Reimagined. We're back again, same time, I believe, um, next week for yet another exciting edition. I'm Nifemi Okuntoye. See you guys again.
0: This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast.
1: The executive producer is Dr. Amma. Co-producer, Peter Ammon boyle
0: The podcast is edited by Nelken and it is moderated by Nifemi Okuntoye.
1: Thinking Reimagined emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change.
0: The views, opinions and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of Thinking Reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, thank you for, for listening and we, we hope, hope you, you have enjoyed, enjoyed this episode we invite you to subscribe to thinking reimagined on apple podcasts spotify google play and other outlets
1: we look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week
0: thinking reimagined podcast is produced by live abundantly
1: we welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website Leavesabundantly.com
0: Or you can follow us on social media and live abundantly eight. Thinking, Thinking
1: remargined,
0: changing, changing the
1: mindset for a better a global society. Global society.